yeah. That is something called Rats and Monkeys by the Art Bears. And I got that as a response link to a video of music when I sent out a little bit of a link a few weeks ago or whatever, a week or so ago, about, hey, this kind of captures it, doesn't it? And I got a lot of response back, and this particular response back is pretty good. Um, I have a link to the particular video in the notes, and yeah, Rats and Monkeys by the Art Bears. I have to say, it's a crazy sounding song. I did not investigate all the lyrics, but I'm not really sure I needed to. I kind of felt what it was saying. It's November, November the 6th, 2022, in the age of Bo Blimpdock. Yes, it is. It is November the 6th, 2022. The time is right around 11.38 a.m. Technically still the morning time, right? But it doesn't really matter. It's Sunday. It's Sunday, and it's all gray and gunctus outside. I don't know what they were dumping on us last night, but it was something real nice. It settled in the basin and gave us a foggy haze of Jimuli and Scrimulac. All the beast clover came out and greeted the slimy gray cold day. All the grass fever broke through with a fiery red hornet mist. The dragon swallows are heading south. They hunt the duck. They hunt your puppy on the balcony. Yes, indeed, they see your puppy out there. Motherfucker. Yeah, you know, and um, this particular podcast, I do I do these every once in a while. doesn't have much of an outline. You can call it stream of consciousness, but that's pretty much all of them. I found a couple of other podcasts by the same name or had the same word in the name, and that's random. Random walk, random stuff, random job. Random task. Mm -hmm. 
Odd job, right? Call this a random walk through a broken mind. Call this a Sunday journey in search of the forgotten lands and to the east and the west and the south and the north, the places we used to live, the places we used to thrive, place beyond the sky, beyond the ancient oceans. There's a family cooking dinner on an ancient shore. The mother is cooking potatoes. The father just caught a fish. The daughter is looking for grasses and ancient Cherokee onions. It's a family. They're just such a nice little family. great little family. Yes, indeed, out there someplace in deep space, there's a battle happening. A battle between the Tragak people and the Fromulan tribes. Queen Thrombus of the busty lesbian horde is leading the battle against the various scumptic groups. She seeks to have overlordship over Realm 5 and ZX-Ray 32. They call her the Queen. She's so very mean. She has a pirate navy made up mostly of strippers. Her stripper navy is out there someplace, battling the Gamelons. She battles the Xylons. She battles the Empire. That's happening someplace, right? If you believe in that fucking, you know, that fucking multiverse bullshit, Pretty much anything that can, will, and has happened. Out there, there's a mountain man. Out there's a mountain man. His name is Steve. He lives in the Rockies. He hunts the bear. He hunts the cougar, he hears the scream in the night, 
His name is Steve. Steve is lonely in the mountains. Steve is sad in the hills. Steve is up there all alone. He has no one to hug. No one to kiss or make love to. He writes poems in bark. He fantasizes, you know, about the bear and the cougar. He thinks about the coyote in very dirty ways. Poor fucking Steve. I think, um, I think our dogs here have developed a cargo cult. And just as a reminder, a cargo cult is kind of like the phenomena that existed in, you know, Polynesia post-World War II, where various tribes would build airstrips and planes made out of palm leaves. And of course, there was no understanding of how airports or planes worked, but there was a hope that by building these totems, by building these tokens, by building these grigri, by building these summoning spells, the cargo, the World War II cargo, the FDR spam, all the coffee in a can, you know, all that would come back again. So I think the dogs here have developed kind of a cargo cult and they wait outside my door expecting bacon or sausage. Why? Because every once in a while, if I have a breakfast sandwich and I don't eat it all, I don't want to throw it away, especially when I see those glassy, glossy brown eyes, Boomer looking up at me like, you know, he's Tiny Tim or some fucking character from some Dick Dickensian fucking novel. And, you know, he's been kept in the orphanage all these years, and he ain't never had a chance. How can I possibly not give him the bacon? But then the other dogs join in. And so they sit in vigil at my door. I think they call it the Church of Bacon. Boomer is likely the high priest of bacon. He stands watch for the bacon. He lets them know when the sausage has arrived. He lets out a high-pitched tone. Then they sit outside my door and they scratch on it. Yes, they sit outside my door, waiting for me. I say, show me what you got. <laughs> yeah, that's a shout out to Rick and Morty. Show me what you got. No, I don't know if the dogs actually have a cult or not. But I do think they have a kind of culture, so it's not too far-fetched to say that there's a little bit of a cult surrounding 
the bacon and the sausage. And you know what? If that gives their life some kind of fucking meaning, so what? Big deal. You know? That's just their, that's their Christmas bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But Dan, you're a Christian. How can you say Christmas bullshit? Because, because I know, I know, I know the sacred truth. I know the truth. There's a weird vibe around. The dogs have been pretty crazy the last few days. They've been holding up the wops, looking in weird directions. There's something spooky out there. I don't know what they smell. You know, they say that dogs can smell time. The dogs can smell time. They can smell when stuff is finally, truly rotten. Yes, dogs can smell when the Langoliers are coming. The little Pac-Men to eat up time, to take out the entropy trash, to clean up the road system, to get rid of the soccer moms. They gotta go. Yes, the Langoliers arrive. They're here to clean up the mess we've made. And the dogs, they can smell it. They can. But there's a weird vibe. I don't know what it is, you know? They've had this multiple times. It's not like it's special. I think they're like people. Something sets them off. But they've been agitated and sketchy and looking off in the distance like they expect something to arrive. I think they sense that the Wookiee people are coming. They know the Wookiee people are in the hills. They know that the Bigfoot tribes are sharpening their knives. They know that the Bigfoot people are ready to take vengeance against all the shitheads, and that's us, baby. And they've, they've been fucking patient, you know. We set off nuclear weapons. We do continuous fucking wars. We mind fuck each other. We mind fuck them. They're marching up there. They're marching. They're marching in calms of two down the mountainside little doggies sense it they feel the vibration they know the Wookiees are coming coming to eat the people I don't know yeah this nasty foggy gump to settle upon the basin today and I don't I can describe it as feeling cold, but it doesn't really feel like a fog. It's something else. It feels a lot like the stuff that Dane Wigington talks about, but again, who knows? It's not as if any of us are going to be allowed to know 
one way or the other. I don't think that's ever going to happen. So even if Dane Wigington's right, it's just who knows, but this nasty, greasy, kind of weird kind of fog settled over the basin. It just makes you wonder. There's a bunch of Halloween debris still on the ground. You know. Little candy bar wrappers. Little candy dreams. Strewn out on the ground. There's all kinds of crap. Yes, there's stuff on the ground. Knives covered in blood. Rope. Maybe a bag, right? Big old sack. The size of a torso. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's not Halloween, but we still have the scrumuli sitting on the floor. Our neighbors still have their lights up. That weird ass fucking spider. Will they take him down before Thanksgiving? Probably not. I can see a shoreline as if I were a captain. I am on a ship. I am with my girlfriend. We just got back from France. We're heading to Boston. It's a brand new ship. Our parents love us. They send us to college. We brought a book, the ancient book of death. We opened the page 32. We read, we read the names of ourselves and our family in that motherfucking book. Our ship is rolling. Our ship is caught in a storm. My girlfriend asked me, will it all be okay, baby? course, baby. And then the water comes in. And then the people start drowning and screaming. And then everything is lost 2,000 meters below the surface of the ocean. And I think about that shoreline I saw and how in the midst of it, I doomed them. You see, I want you to imagine. I want you to sit in a, in a room, turn out all the fucking lights, play your favorite fucking music, get drunk, get high if you want to. I want you to go to a fucking room, turn out all the fucking lights, imagine a world inside your head. 
imagine a special world inside your head. Imagine. Now inside that world you imagine inside your head, imagine there's a dude like you sitting in some fucking room and there's no lights on and the dude's listening to music and imagine that that dude is imagining a world inside his head and imagine that that dude is imagining some dude in that world inside of his head imagining a world. Imagine that, baby. How many people did you destroy when you conceived of a world in your head? How many lives did you resurrect from the dreary, nasty dead? You tell me, where did you go in your head? Where did you go, baby? Where did you fucking travel to? There's a kelp forest off the coast of California. It is the last kelp forest. It is enchanted. It is enchanted by some kind of, you know, special fairy with fairyland powers that's keeping the hours. There's a kelp forest um, off the coast of California. There's sea lions and different types of crab and rockfish and sea bass and all types of flounder and eels and motherfucking all kinds of salmon and whatnot, and they live in that kelp forest. And inside that kelp forest, there's a fairy protector called Minstress. And Minstress is protecting the last kelp forest off the coast of California. She is the guardian. All the hope stands with her. She stands before the shitheads and the other scrumbo freaks. I don't know, baby. It's kind of a forlong, you know, far-flung hope. There is a black sea, and on that black sea, there's a battle taking place. There are four or five separate navies. Each navy has its own admiral. Every admiral wears a different color. Every color represents his or her sect. This battle on the Great Black Sea will determine the outcome of several, several wars between all the dimensions and timelines. And of course, the great, the great captain, Captain My Captain, Captain Floyd, Captain Floyd, who has a beautiful ship called 
the running seagull, Captain Floyd, who is the greatest of all pirate captains and privateers, is battling it out with all these great battleships and missile ships and aircraft carriers. But Captain Floyd has a secret. Captain Floyd has a secret. Captain Floyd has a secret. Captain Floyd has a horrible secret. Captain Floyd, he is the master. He's in charge of the waves. He manages sea otters. All the whales, they call him father. All the dolphins, they call him mother. Captain Floyd has torpedoes, special torpedoes, powerful and strong. But, but, but. Most of these torpedoes are in his room. They're approximately 7 to 12 inches long. They have a twist-on control at the bottom, and then they make a vibrating noise when you turn them on. Captain Floyd has a secret. Do you know what that secret is? There's a, a really cold, deep part of the ocean where only octopus and squid are able to live. They live there in an aquatic, you know, kind of fucking paradise. Those fucking squid, deep down, for a walk the other day and I came across a stone and I don't know if it was a basalt, a basalt, a basalt, a basalt stone or granite. I don't know if it was flint or sandstone. I picked up the stone and I split it in half and inside the stone was a secret and the secret said submarine battle. Submarine battle Submarine battle near Denmark. Russian and NATO submarines battling it out. Torpedoes fired. Sailors retired. Ships sinking to the bottom of the Baltic. It's, you know... It's pretty sad. 
Yes, indeed, there's a submarine battle that either has happened or will happen near Denmark between Russian submarines and NATO submarines. Many will die. Some will live. A weapon will be launched, some type of nuclear torpedo. It's heading someplace, and I don't know what to say about that. It's out there, a nuclear super torpedo. It's not feeling too good. Its girlfriend just broke up with it. Some program named Jody, you know, made off with her. There is a space cannon. It was constructed in the 1980s. It orbits the Earth at 250 miles. It was designed by the Soviet Union, but it is still controlled by Russia. It fires tiny nuclear weapons out of a space-based rail gun. Time to target is just a few seconds. It's a powerful cannon. It was designed to save the Earth, right? From comets, okay. Maybe a meteorite. But it's really pointed at the Earth. Yes, there's a space cannon that was built by the Soviet Union in the 1980s. It has a space-based railgun. It fires small, you know, 15 kiloton nukes, but it can, it's magazine of weapons. It carries about 200 of them, and it can fire them, you know, at about one per second. And it can spray a whole area with these small, you know, 20 kiloton nukes. That's pretty scary. Sector 3. I don't really want to talk about Sector 3. I don't want to talk about Sector 3. Sector 3 is in trouble from Lord Duga. Sector 3 needs a Yule Brenner style hero to fight Lord Duga.
Sector three has whiskey. Sector three has women. Sector three has cocaine. Sector three has everything. And it needs protection from Lord Duga. Will any Charlton Heston style hero or John Wayne, you know, style paladin, Steve McQueen, are you fucking dead? Bruce Willis, are you fucking dead? Mel Gibson. Sector 3 is calling. They need your help. They'll give you cocaine. Yes, indeed. Sector 3 is in trouble. I don't know why. You can do your own research by Sector 3 and Lord Duga. That's your own fucking business. That's not my fucking business. The chambers are closed to the stink ghost. The chambers are closed to the stink ghost. The doors are locked. The gates are shut. The window has been turned down. The rock has been rolled into position. The chambers are closed to the stink ghost. The chambers are closed to the stink ghost. There's no door. There's no cave opening. Fuck the window. Yeah, it's all shut down, stink ghost. Shaggy is a Hungarian pulley. He's a little sheepdog, and he's a good little dog, but he's a little sheepdog. And, you know, until the folks here adopted him a year ago, he was just running through the streets with about a foot of hair on him. So he's a big puffball running around, running through the streets, scaring the fuck out of people. But he was really just the cutest little annoying little fuck inside of a giant ball of hair covered in scrimbus and greases and algae ponds, you know, all kinds of crazy shit inside of Shaggy's little stink puff. And he's a good little dog. He's a good little dog, Shaggy. Once you get the hair off him, once you chip away all the insect colonies and hornet's nests and all the other fucking shit that was in his stink ball, once you get right down to the nugget of this little Peter Lorre-style person we all love and we hate to see, but he's tragic as fuck... Yes, yes, yes. Little, little Peter Lorre, uh, Hungarian pulley. But he has really bad OCD. 
Now you could say, well, Dan, sheepdogs have bad OCD because humans are motherfuckers and they breed dogs that have all kinds of problems. I agree. I agree. We do some fucked up shit. Look at a Frenchie sometime. Just look into the eyes of a sad little Frenchie. It, it's basically the eyes of a human looking at you, reminding you of their eternal torment and that you're the fuck that did it, so give me your taco. Yes, indeed. Little Shaggy. It's funny. He just has to know where everybody is. And if he does, he feels better. But if he thinks that he doesn't know where everyone is, or just as bad, that people are up to no good. And, and when he, and I say people, you know, people and other dogs just doing something he doesn't like, he makes a noise, man. This little growly noise. <laughs> I used to think Beans, the Frenchie, made the worst noises. But I think Shaggy... Shaggy and Beans could form a band called Night Terrors. And, and if you heard them in the night, you would never, ever want to go to sleep again. But he's a good little pulley. He's a good little doggy. He's just doing his job. He's a fucking sheep dog. He just wants to know where all the sheep are. Fuck. Fuck. Poor little pulley. Oh, Beethoven. Beethoven Symphony Number no. 7 in A major, you know, op 92, Allegretto. If you want to know of a good song to listen to as you're staring bleakly into the darkness these days, Beethoven, Symphony Number no. 7, in A major, Op 92, listen to that shit as you stare into the darkness and drink your whiskey and, you know, pee into a, some type of a metal bucket that's now, it's mostly urine and blood because you bleed out your fucking, your, your whatever now. Just listen to this music and pee in your blood bucket and eat your gumbo frickin' scrocket soup and listen to the radio telling you that next week it's all going to be great. Sunny days are back. Everybody gets pizza sometime in the future. There is a ditch someplace in Duchesne. There's a ditch someplace in Duchesne. A body will be found. I can't tell you anything else. I don't know the shape or size. I don't know the age or sex. But there's a ditch. There's a ditch in Duchesne. A body will be found. That's all I know. There's a shaman on the reservation. He has a secret. There's a hooker in Salt Lake City. She loves the prophet. There's a priest near Provo. 
he found the angel hole. This is just, you know, just what I see. I open up a scratch. I look into the corner of my room. I think about my failure. I see the cauldron of pain. It whispers things in my ear. There's a voice. In my mind, there's a voice singing songs. It tells me of pain. There's a ditch in Duchesne, Duchesne, Utah. A body will be found. That's all that I know. And fuck you. Did you know there are these things called aeroplanes? For many decades now, humans have traveled through space and time. You load on to an aeroplane like a cattle scrumbo. You load on like a scrimbus. They plug you into the hole. They shove a pipe up your butt. These are the friendly skies. That's right. A plane's gonna crash. A plane's gonna crash and four people will die. Nine people will survive. Somewhere in the mountains. A plane will crash. Four people will die. Nine will survive. Somewhere in the mountains. Could be South America. Could be Africa. Could be the Alps. Could be the, you know, could be the mountains. Someplace in China. The fucking Himalayas. plane will crash, four will die, nine will survive someplace in the mountains. We don't know where exactly. We don't know when exactly, but we know it's going to happen. Why? Because our dogs tell us this. There's a place called Kettle Falls. It's called Kettle Falls. It's in the Pacific Northwest. It will be, it'll be the location of a great revelation. A great ghost will appear from a planet far and near. They'll be traveling in a saucer made of string cheese. Yes, indeed, there's a place called Kettle Falls. A great revelation will be heard. A prophet will be chosen. A priestess will stand witness. 
the various lesbian witch tribes will rub oils on their boobs. As it should be. The Hunter. The Hunter's strong. He has a strong heart. The Hunter. The Hunter. He carries a knife. He has a wife. He leaves her at home. He has to hunt. The hunter is looking west to see the tribes, the elk and caribou and other land crabs that are hunting their meals for the supper time feast. The hunter has to look east and west and north and south. The hunter lives on the ridge. The hunter carries a bow and a rifle and a hand grenade and a 50 caliber, you know, machine gun. And he carries all of these to fight the various types of super beasts. You know, the eagle bear, the coyote cougar, you know, the wolf trout. The hunter awaits a message from the hobo shaman. The hunter awaits to be told where to go next. The hunter sees the three lights in the sky. The hunter knows to grab water from the stream. The hunter knows to start a fire in the evening. The hunter knows to cook his meal in the morning. The hunter knows to sleep with a tiger. The hunter knows that time's coming. The hunter knows the time is coming. There is a space, a space outside, and in that space, the ape man rules. There is, a, you know, an ape spaceman. He's coming with golden cures. Earth women, they ready their root cellar. Earth women, they massage their buvula. Earth women get excited about ape love. They wear a negligee. They put on silk stockings. Yes, indeed. An ape spaceman is coming with golden cures. The Earth women are getting ready for him. That's all I can tell you. 
turkey this Thanksgiving is going to be something else. I can't tell you what it's going to be. I wish I could tell you, but I can't. I can tell you that it'll look a little bit like a dog, a little bit like a log, a little bit like a scrog. It'll have a green, green, oily substance coming out of his butthole. They'll call it turkey and they'll say, take your turkey. Go home and have a happy Thanksgiving, turkey man. And they won't care about your tears. They won't care that your kids are crying. They'll say, take your monctus of human slav. Take this grimbo. Shove it into a pot. Happy fucking Thanksgiving. I have a suggestion. Read Micah 5-2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me. Out of you will come for me. One who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from the old ancient times. Out of you will come from me. Out of you will come from me. It's getting to be that time of year. Micah 5.2. Think about it. Ningo, Ningo is ruler of Realm 90. His DJ skills are renowned. His guards carry sky lasers. Ningo, Ningo, he's a gringo. Ningo is a proud ruler. Ningo is king of the darkness. Ningo has an army of cats. Ningo lives in the suburbs. And he is the ruler of Realm 90. He's a DJ and renown. And his guards carry sky lasers. His posse have laser cannons. His posse carry, three, carry 357 magnums. His posse are sky lords and sky hawks and mungus freaks. They're high on cocaine and crocodile. They'll take you down the road to see their Uncle Tommy. Ningo is the ruler of Realm 90. Thrigenhawk flourish in the time of gumbo grease and hooker yeast. Make some spring rolls from the crap you find in the gutter.
near that whorehouse or that strip club that's right that's right Friggin Hawk Friggin Hawk flourish in the time of gumbo grease and hooker yeast, and you could make some spring rolls from whatever crap you find in the gutter near the whorehouse or the strip club. This could be advice for the future. If your name is Tommy, and you find yourself running from flungo freaks in the year 2026, you can take the crap in the gutter, the stuff that was left over from last night's strip club whorehouse hookup, you take that, you boil it, you put it into some type of asbestos, fiberglass taco and you shove that bloody boiling mess down your throngous throat and you think about what you did. You killed the Thriggan Hawk. You killed the totem. You killed the thing that gave people hope. You murdered it. Seattle Lightning Squad, carriers of herpes and pox, spreading their joy this holiday season, making merry down by the docks after work, drinking Everclear and rubbing onions and butter on their junk. Seattle Lightning Squad, out there watching the streets, protecting the people from scary-looking Greeks. Seattle Lightning Squad, are you out there tonight watching over the streets, watching over the families, going out, doing holiday shit, drinking pumpkin, pumpkin, fucking pumpkin spice coffee? Seattle Lightning Squad, you fuckers. I hate you guys. I want you to imagine yourself inside of a cave and you've been in this cave for a few days. You have water, you have wood for a fire, you have a place to sleep, but you have no food. You're in a cave, you've been in it for a few days, you have a fire started and you watch the dance of the fire and the shadows on the wall. You go deep inside your head and you say to yourself, I want to imagine a world, a world filled with women and men and dogs and cats and hamsters. I want to imagine a world of dolphins and orca whales, kings and queens. And in that world, there's some son of a bitch inside of a cave. Inside of a cave, with a fire, imagining a world.
At the deepest level, there is a caveman. The caveman who is at the deepest recursive level of the stack. The caveman that is in the last cave. The caveman at the edge of comprehension. The infinite regress caveman is thinking about a world, a world of women and wine, of cocaine and hookers, of Maserati sports cars, and private jets that travel Mach 46. This caveman is dreaming, dreaming of a condo on Mars. This caveman is imagining, and then he sees something. He sees another caveman at a deeper level, deep inside of another imagination. He didn't think it could happen. It was impossible. The caveman says, there's a blue ring with lights dancing around it carrying power crystals to the fountain to drink the purest wine and squeeze the Charmin. That's the deepest message. There is a blue ring with lights dancing around it, carrying power crystals to the fountain to drink the purest wine and squeeze the Charmin. There is a blue ring with lights dancing around it. It's carrying power crystals to the fountain to drink the purest wine and squeeze the Charmin. But we don't know why. There's a dog barking. He knows if he barks too much, Charles Barkley will appear and kidnap him. There's a dog barking. He knows if he's too fucking loud, Charles Barkley will take him to the dump. Yes, there's a dog barking someplace. A dog barking someplace. Way out there in the distance. Out there in the autumn. Out there in the early winter. Staring bleakly into the field. But he knows if he's too fucking loud. Charles Barkley will take him away. In the sky, they paint these words. In the breaking dawn, you will die. And I mark the seconds till the coming morning, and I think about the hookers I will fuck when the time of cocaine comes. 
In the sky they paint these them words. They tell you when the when the dawn arrives, you will die. But I'm thinking to myself, this foretells the time of hookers. This tells of the time of cocaine. When the rivers flow, I've got gold. I've got wealth. I've got women. I've got wine. In the sky they paint these words, in the breaking dawn you will die. And I mark the seconds till the coming morning, and I think about the hookers I'll fuck when the time of cocaine comes. Nod, the monk king, the owner of all porno, he led his swarthy men on a quest for sky love and Kingsley brinkmanship and sword fights and black knights and all kinds of crazy shivings. He had a hatchet, he had a hammer, he made love, just ask Paul. Yes, there was a monk king who owned all the porno. He led an army of swarthy men. They were on a quest for sky love. They traveled the plains. They traveled the jungles. They bought a sailing ship from a hooker princess. And they had sword fights. And they had cannon battles. They loaded muskets with love and pus. You say what you will about those people. The people of the plane. The people of the boat. The people lost at sea. The dogs barking in the night. Say what you will about all those noises, all those weird lights in the sky. Some of it's just random bullshit. Some of these are signs, like in that movie with Mel Gibson. You take out your baby monitor, you hear the aliens, they're going to kill you. They're going to steal your bitch. Yes, indeed. There are signs. There are omens. And if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to look, if you're willing to hear, you can take a random walk with me, son of a bitch. We'll go to the best part of town where all the hookers live and sell you cocaine and love. Just come on a random walk. And I hope you enjoy the fucking ride.